for me, it's just kind of the bottom line when we begin to talk about care for people. Let's talk about prayer. Hello, and welcome to the Caring Congregation podcast, where we seek to educate and equip pastors and congregational care ministers to develop and implement congregational care ministry and to provide ongoing training and resources to existing care ministries. I'm Reverend Laura Berg, and with me today is the national team for the Caring Congregation. I'm Reverend Joy Dister-Dominguez. And I'm Karen Lampy. And on today's episode, we're talking about uh, prayer and why prayer is so important in our care ministries. So some of the questions we're going to be dealing with today might even just be, what is prayer? What does a prayer life mean to you? Why is prayer uh, so important? And um, how, how is that, that prayer can be so influential in the work that we do in caring for one another? So Karen, um, I, I will never forget in the training that I did with you, uh, hearing your voice boldly say, pray, pray first, um, in all <laughs> things, pray first. Um, would you share with us some of your thoughts on prayer? Oh, yes. And ha- with that in mind, how about we pray? <laughs> Just Wonderful. for a moment, would that be <laughs> in all things pray first? All right. Oh, gracious God, we are so grateful to be together and to share this uh, magic and miracle of being on a podcast with others. God bless our time. Let the Spirit encourage all of us and allow us, Lord God, to vision you working with us in new ways. All this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So um, for me, there's always been this hope and it's never let up. In fact, I think even in my later life, it has only increased to have this deeper connection with God, this spiritual connection that so that with everything I'm doing, with every breath I take, with with every connection with a person, it's done through this gift of connecting with God, and that's a real threesome. They may not mm-hmm. know it, but that's how I I want to be able to operate. And sometimes I go off script, and and especially. You know, when you think of the chaos that's happening um, sometimes around us, I think it's um, it's easy for us sometimes to go into this place of what now, but prayer lifts us up and out of the chaos. Yes. And when we keep that rhythm and that discipline every day, it's it's got to be a daily discipline. We start with a day. We end with the day. And so I, for me, it's just kind of the bottom line when we begin to talk about care for people. Let's talk about prayer. Yeah, very good. I, I've lately been thinking about it in, in the sense of as, as I approach um, this conversation, it's, it feels like an ongoing conversation in my own daily life uh, that I have with God or or, or the God of my own understanding or, or this higher power. And as I get older, I'm experiencing that this higher power is not so far out there and out of touch, but 
is here within the, the, the soul of me, is the soul of me, um, that longings to have that communication um, with me, that affirmation or reaffirmation that I'm a child of God and that, that those who are among me are children of God. And it reshapes my thinking. So prayer for me uh, in my prayer journeying um, has gone from, like I've said, you know, once before from the, here's the list of things I need you to do for me, God, you know, or bail me out of this one, God, or, you know, this begging and this bar- bargaining that, that I've done in the past. Uh, and honestly, I do from time to time. Um, I'll start a prayer out that way. But then I, then I come right back to that shift of transforming love, transforming of my mind thoughts, how I perceive prayer to more of a place where it's a, I, I am gaining a different perspective, um, a, a perspective of a deeper voice within me that is God's voice. Um, that And that, that is part of that lifting, Karen, I think for me is that's that lifting up. And I, I can do that through many means and, and, and so experience, allow myself to experience some powerful prayer uh, techniques that others use, that others implement in their prayer life um, that really do make an impact in how I'm caring for others uh, and, and the different prayer modalities I'll use when I'm caring for others. Hmm. You know, Laura, you touched on, um, on learning from others. And I think that's so important. I think we're so intimidated, especially intimidated to pray out loud for other people. But I think um, my own prayer life is so enriched by reading other prayers. um, And when other people that I strongly admire and and just love and appreciate when they pray for me and the words that they use um, and and pastors, especially we're always praying for other people always. I mean, we should always be ready to pray. Right. And we do. Um, But when, when you can have someone so just bathe you in prayer uh, and just, find a friend, <laughs> find another pastor sure. that yeah. you, know, you know will like pray for you. Um, those are the most holy moments. And that's to me where I learn such beautiful language of prayer and it helps my own prayer life in my personal prayer, but then in my, in my corporate prayer, I'm praying for others. Um, and yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Uh, I'll give an example. Just this week, um, I called, or actually a clergy friend called me um, in an hour of need. And I was so excited to hear the voice of this dear friend and know that she was sincerely connecting with me. Okay. And that I think is very important when we're talking about prayer. I don't need Mm -hmm. someone's words. Um, I want to know they're connecting with me because if I have a deep connection with this person who loves me, chances are I'm going to make space for God's grace to touch me mm-hmm. in that moment of prayer. And so I was, I was so into this and thinking, you know what, when she gets off the phone, I'm going to want to know that prayer is still with me. So I took my phone and took a picture. I was in my car. I took a picture of the dashboard that was showing me ongoing call in the name of my friend. Mm-hmm. And so I have this picture of my dashboard to remind me, that even when I'm not hearing the verbiage of mm-hmm. a prayer, although it may have been very, very special in the moment, the prayer life 
the prayer concern, the prayer connection is continuing because we are connected spirit mm-hmm. to spirit, heart to heart. Um, that helps in the reshaping of my mind, the thoughts that I might encounter that bring back that, um, that feeling of fear or doubt or frustration or anger mm-hmm. or wherever I can get caught in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think when we experience that, it helps us to be more prayer minded as we approach the people we're caring for, um, when we're in the moment with that person, and when we leave that person, we're giving them that gift that we have this constant connection, mm-hmm. and and that the spirit of God is the one who unites us in this this common prayer that we will continue to share through all of our experiences, uh, the highs and the lows, mm-hmm. um, the joys and the sorrows. Mm-hmm. That's the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Mm, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I, I often, when you're talking about the witness of someone who, in praying with you, you know, you just stop and think of when someone is, when we're working with someone as a CCM or as um, as just a caregiver of any sort, pastor or whatever, I, you know, you can get a good friend on the line at any point, but to have a friend who will immediately, that's where they're going to go and that's where they're going to pray when they pray for you. To me, that is such a huge release. And I, I really think that's what people are waiting for. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Even phone calls, you know, in the time of COVID, you know, as a pastor, I'm making a lot of pastoral care uh, phone calls and at the end, I say, can I pray with you? And I always get a yes. Oh, please. Thank you. Yes. Like, it's a breath of fresh air for them to hear mm. that. And I agree. I agree, Karen. People are waiting and hung. I think people are hungry for that. Mm-hmm. You know, even my I- granddaughter, my uh, third grade granddaughter, um, about every two weeks, they will come over and spend the night and um in that time, I always do my bedtime prayers, and we usually are. We usually read a scripture, and then we have my, our bedtime prayers. And I always get on my knees beside my bre- my bed, and she. Uh, I, I always wonder what's going on in that young mind, you know, to uh, for her to just be able to see um, and to understand the importance of how. In her life, I hope she then will come back to it. Sure. So that witness that we are giving constantly to people, um, that's to be a person of prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think, too, uh, you know, as as pastors and CCMs, we need to educate people what is prayer. I mean, I I think Mm. too often we pitch it as this, formal, you know, cert has to be a certain way. It has to include these certain things, but truly just a conversation with God. And it doesn't have to be, it can be, and it should be a specific time, you know, as a spiritual discipline, but it also, it doesn't have to stop there. It can be throughout the day. Um, I'm constantly, you know, I get in the car and I pray, um, you know, we've had some, some bad weather here and, um, we, we had to, go out for something. And I, you know, I just, I prayed before God, please just help us to get there safely. Um, 
and so it, it that rhythm of of prayer throughout our day is such it's that connection it's that that holy connection um i, I found this quote recently in um this brand new book called a rhythm of prayer and it's a collection of meditations for renewal it's edited by sarah bessie we'll put it in the show notes and this quote is um by Teresa of Avila. And it's, she says, prayer is nothing else than being on terms of friendship with God. Hmm. There's nothing else than being on terms of friendship with God. And I love that because I think that's what I aim to do is that I know God wants to hear from me throughout the day, through every breath, before every phone call or uh, podcast recording um, or you know, anytime I'm struggling or, or how to respond to an email, a difficult email, like how, how can we be in, in communication and, and continue that friendship, that um, that communication with God? Mm-hmm. And I think Jesus modeled that for us. Sure. He? I mean, absolutely. You know, time and time again, we hear that he went to the mountain or he, or he mm-hmm. went off by himself to right. pray. And, and, you know, I I have kind of used that model of prayer uh, when I served as a hospice chaplain and realized um, I was being asked to go into a home of people I did not know. Mm. I did know that there was fear, anxiety, um, anger. There was a, a house of emotions that I was entering. And so I would sit in the driveway before I even stepped out of the car and made my way to the door. And I would say, God, in this moment, Help me be aware that your Holy Spirit is already working in their lives before I even showed up here today. And I think we need to remind ourselves of that because sometimes I think in our prayer life, in our prayer time with those we're caring for, we we may feel we we we're going to have a it just an empty prayer because it's on us to provide the answer or for us to fix the situation. And prayer is not intended for that, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. Um, Prayer is the place where we where we open ourselves up to the power and love and grace and the new story, a new perspective that God has for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's just to remind us we're not alone. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, the prayer life for us as caregivers, as congregational care ministers, um, is is reminding ourselves we're the conduit of of the prayer that Christ has uh, upon um, um, upon the heart of God already present before we show up. And, and that has given me and it has given our congregational care ministers a lot of encouragement and taken away a lot of anxiety when it comes to trying to offer that perfect prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, God equips us on perfect prayers um, to get a message across, if we'll just take a few deep breaths, and sometimes that breath prayer is a wonderful thing to do, and it can be the settling, um, calming balm that someone who is anxious or hurting or broken can experience. You know, if they hear us settle down, sometimes sure. they'll they'll be glad to join us mm-hmm. in that um, before we, you know, approach God in prayer. And um, you know, Laura, when you. No, I was just going to add, I think it, prayer gives the, the person we're caring for that the opportunity to um, have us validate their feelings, what they're going through. Their, their feelings are the facts from their perspective. Mm-hmm. 
And so that prayer experience allows us to validate that, Mm -hmm. but then also open a window to a new possibility, a new thought, maybe even a new mindset or a heart change. Um, But that's up to the Holy Spirit. We We just have to be present. We hope that you're enjoying this episode from The Caring Congregation. Check out our website, thecaringcongregation.com, for additional resources and information and ways that you can join us for an upcoming webinar or host your own seminar to train and equip your care ministry team and pastors. We also have two brand new books out, A Care Minister's Manual and Implementation Guide, just released by Abington Press. You can purchase through Abington, Cokesbury, or Amazon. There are additional resources on prayer in these books. Now, back to our conversation. Laura, when you were talking about the breath prayer, um, excuse my my um, excitement when you were <laughs> jumping <laughs> no, into okay. that, I, I was um, I was just uh, reading yesterday about how the importance of the breath prayer is for our body because of the fear and anxiety and all those emotions stick to the walls of our body. And then uh, in our breathing, we are really, we are exhaling out those negative emotions. And that's from the parasympathetic um, physiology that Really, when we are exhaling out bigger breaths, it's as if those are released, all of those fears and anxieties, and then we breathe in the peace, the love, the joy, whatever it is, and and that fills our chest wall again with those positive um, emotions, uh, godlike emotions that we want to be able to have and to to really concentrate on doing that very clearly, it changes our breathing patterns. I mean, that's why the discipline of doing that breath prayer, really, it just allows us almost to have different posture. And I'm sure both of you have stood in the presence of of people. I know I certainly have where in their presence, it was like, wow, there's something special here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and, and it, when you get to really working and hearing about their life, you realize that wow, their depth of connection to God is um, born out of experiences that have carved them and um, and really helped them mm-hmm. have a deeper connection through their prayer life. Then, oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it, I think, is intended, you know, I, I've heard it, prayer doesn't change God's mind about the things that I want or think I need, but prayer changes me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has really yes. been shaping my, my prayer life of late. And I've been thinking about a passage that has been important to me my whole adult life um, from uh, the second letter of Timothy Verses one through seven, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and self-discipline so that in my own prayer life, and I've been able to help 
patients or persons I've been caring for with this too, is first of all, own who we are, own that we're human, that we have these emotions and that God, you created us um, to have these emotions, but now we need new insight, new understanding, new wisdom, new guidance, and a sense of your peace and comfort. And, and so I see that um, it gives us the opportunity to say, God, what do you see about me as, as your child? You know, mm-hmm. um, is this fear that I'm having about this situation and the picture that I am painting what you really see? Uh, sure. g- give me new insight uh, in, into this experience um, and help me to understand that the power you are offering me is a power of love and grace uh, that's designed to set me free when I'm quivering in my boots. And then there are times where I say, yes, God, I'm still quivering in my boots. <laughs> sure. But you have made me wholly thine and I'm presenting my whole self to you. And that's enough. That's enough. And I don't think we give ourselves permission for that to be enough. You know, we're afraid that God will be disappointed in our prayer um, when when we are raw and honest. Mm-hmm. But I don't you think that's what God desires? No, sure. Of us. And and Laura, I would also say for pastors from the pulpit, we need to acknowledge and be raw and real there as well in our pastoral prayers. Um, I think that we can model that for people, um, that it's okay to say, this has been a really tough week and we're suffering, oh God. You know, we're grieving the loss of so-and-so or uh, or the life. I mean, even just in COVID, we're grieving what, you know, so many missed opportunities. Um, and I think that we can model that from the pulpit. Um, I think for me, the the power of prayer has to be central, even in our worship, in everything we do at the church, in, in worship. Um, and it also needs to be an invitation to invite people into that life. And I also think that we need to acknowledge um, acknowledge the prayers that people have that, that they're not quite able to articulate and help them articulate mm. that. Um, you know, we're, we're reshaping our prayer ministry at my church right now. And um, I am a strong believer that every, that one, that we encourage people asking for prayer. And I always say, you know, at the beginning of pastoral prayers, we would love to pray with you and for you. But then when people give those prayers to us, those are holy, sacred prayers um, that we need to acknowledge those. And then we need to follow up on those. If they care enough to give us a prayer request, we need to care enough as a church to acknowledge and to actually be in prayer. We're shifting to a model of, of a covenant of people being on the prayer team to receive those prayers as a, as a holy request that we take seriously, that we truly are going to follow up. We're going to covenant together to follow up on those prayer requests, to reach out to that person and to say, you know, how are you feeling? You know, how is this prayer? Has your prayer request changed or evolved? Has your prayer been answered? Um, and what what are the next steps? How can we walk with you on this journey of, of your prayer request? Um, That's beautiful. That's you know, beautiful. Joy, and part, joy. Of, part of what I would encourage you with restructuring your prayer um, at church, too, is to continue to offer 
maybe a three-week class or something, because I think even the the Christians who are front row Christians, I, we, I recently did this for a local church around here to just teach a um, prayer class, and there were front row Christians who were saying how they really struggled with praying out loud mm-hmm. with other people. And so in trying to help them um, understand, okay, there it is a conversation with God. Yes, indeed, as you've already said. But there can also be some elements that if you want to write them out before or if you want to think about just the the model of prayer, A-C-T-S or ACTS, which is acknowledgement of God and then confession. Um, many times that's a, a very cleansing, cathartic kind of, of moment, um, or at least just saying, Lord, this is what's happening, um, acknowledgement. And then that moment of thanksgiving, Gratitude, attitude mm-hmm. of gratitude. Right. And right. lastly, lastly, go to supplication. So it's not about then, um, it's not about the first thing we do is, is go to that supplication piece, which, um, but it, it kind of gives a formula a little bit for folks. Sure. Absolutely. So, so Karen, um, you know, I think one of the, the biggest questions that are being asked of prayer, um, especially in times where our world is in such chaos and, and heartache um, and the grief, the collective grief we share. Um, what do you say when a person says, pray for my healing? Please, please, please pray for my healing or the healing of my loved one. Um, and yet we see such a dire situation. Um Help us, help help our listeners in understanding your thoughts about healing prayer. Well, I think you can go through almost three stages with people. Um, I think you can, when they ask for healing, amen and yes and do it. Um, that's what is needed in the moment because healing looks different. Uh, it's not just maybe about the healing of the body but it is about the healing of their soul, the healing of relationships. And so healing for them, yes, may mean the healing of the body, but it also might mean just a peace that passes understanding. And then as they, if it is getting more dire, I think your prayer can evolve. And that's that second step where you begin to just um, understand that what they may really need at that point is is a greater sense that you are present that with them their family is there you that God is with them reminding them in the prayer that God is with them and that no matter what happens you are um, totally in with helping them walk this walk and then that third step, which is, again is that evolving prayer when things may be more terminal, is to is to have perhaps these moments beforehand that they can um, give you, again, asking that question, how can I pray for you today? Always asking that question and then just saying, you know, if they say, I need a healing I would still like to pray for that healing. I would say, yes, indeed, there is that need for prayer, and we will do that. 
um, and to continue that. And yet, in your prayer, be able to say that you are giving this whole situation to God in God's perfect timing. Um, all things will be made well and that you are trusting God's um, God's guidance for the doctors, the nurses, for the family, and that we're leaning into your guidance, oh God. So I, I do think you can begin to have different, um, and just like I say, an evolution of your prayers as they begin. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, that's just... beautiful. I had a congregational care minister tell me that when her husband um, was given the, the message, you know, there's nothing more medically that we can do. Um, and her prayer life being heal my husband, you know, that just that, you know, gut wrenching prayer, you know, but I, but I prayed for healing. And I believe it was a chaplain who said, um, now let's begin praying for strength to bear this cup and how that mm. changed her prayer life, but also gave her hope, a different sense of hope mm. that they could get through this agony of the dying process together, um, ushering in the new life experience for him and the unknown for her. It gave her that continuing prayer life after he had died for strength to bear the cup of grief. And um, so I've used that a number of times. I'm reminded of a quote by Louisa May Alcott. I'm not afraid of the storms, for I'm learning how to sail my ship. And so I think our prayer life oftentimes reminds us we're not in this boat alone, mm -hmm. but maybe we have a new task of learning how to navigate life and all that it holds for us, um, but steeped in, steeped in prayer. We are not alone. This conversational connection we have with, you know, all the holy names of God is present with us. Um, and we can do this. We can get through this together. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. What, a, what an encouraging, great conversation we've had yes. on this. And we pray for mm -hmm. our listeners and, yes, um, you know, and, and the prayer activity that they that they engage in daily themselves, but also for that specific purpose of being very present and ushering in the presence of God with others. So, Joy, would you close us in prayer? I would be honored to. Let us go to God in prayer. Great and gracious God, we give you thanks just for the opportunity to discuss such a holy matter such as a conversation with you. Oh God, we ask that you guide us, prompt us to have that ongoing conversation that never ends. Oh God, we give you thanks for always loving us, always exhibiting grace to us, even in our times when we just pray, why God? God, we yearn for that connection with you. And we ask that even when we don't know what to pray, that your Holy Spirit will intercede for us and express the feelings on our heart and mind. Oh God, we pray this in the name of your loving Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 
Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out our website, thecaringcongregation.com, for more resources and information on seminars and our newly released books that include information on prayer. Be sure to like and share this episode and subscribe to this channel. Join us next week as we explore further topics on congregational care ministry. Until then, may God bless you and keep you.